What's up, Bulls Nation? You found yourselves locked on Bulls. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave over there. Up ahead on tonight's program, we're live on YouTube. We're going to be breaking down this Bulls loss to the Mavs, ending the Bulls winning streak at nine. I guess a undefeated 2022 calendar year just wasn't <laughs> meant to be. We're breaking everything down in this loss to the Mavs next on a fresh Locked On Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host, Big Dave Watson at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. You can follow us at Locked On Bulls. Also hit us up on that text to voicemail line, 331-979-1369. Shout out to those of you hanging out with us live on YouTube here Sunday night following the Bulls' loss to the Mavs. We'll try and get to some comments at the back end of the episode Big Dave, the Bulls' win streak ends at nine. They fall in Dallas, and look after uh, uh, falling into into a ten to two hole right out of the gate tonight. The Bulls respond well and actually have a ten point lead, bridging the first and second quarters. They uh, they see that lead shrink to one at halftime, and then honestly, I just think the second half that was the story of the game tonight. Dallas made big shots when they needed to. We can get into some of the struggles the Bulls saw defensively tonight trying to slow down that Mavs pick and roll. Um, but sometimes you got to give credit to your opponent. The Mavs oh, have been yeah. the team playing well coming into tonight's game. They had won five in a row. They were playing at home. Luka didn't have a great shooting night. Looked like he was maybe getting a little frustrated with the officials early in this game. But he had 14 dimes, man. I mean, he picked this defense apart. Sometimes <laughs> you just got to tip the cap, right? I'm hitting 14 rebounds too. <laughs> like, yeah, like throw, yeah. Throw that in there as well. Yeah. I mean, you, it's tip of he the cap. He had a 20 point triple double with 14 and 14 yeah, on the side. You know, hey, man, it's a tip of the cap, Miss Corningstone. You know what I'm saying? That's what you do right there. Um, yeah, it was a good win for the Mavs, man. I, again, they came in hot as well. You know, winners uh, five straight. Uh, that defense, you know, it was on full display as well. I, I, I didn't want to call this a, a, a good loss. I was like, nah, that's cliche. I don't want to do that stuff. But then I turned on, I heard Will Purdue say the same exact thing. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm letting it fly then. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm letting it fly. Because he said it in the same way that I was thinking. That, oh, man, you're watching it, and you watch them get exposed. And this is why I like Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd is a good coach, especially defensively, when it comes to those kind of things. Look at what they're doing over there. But they got exposed <laughs> on the offensive end because they pick and roll, them the high pick and roll to death. You know what I mean? It was me, man. So once Vooch had to get out there on Luka and try to play some defense on him, that's when Luka cooked him with the, either the shot or getting to the bucket or, you know, with the passing out to Kleber, who was just on fire for the My goodness. Kleber hit uh, six threes tonight, which tied a career high for him. Uh, that was contributing to the Mavs making almost 45% of their threes as a team. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith hit four threes tonight. You know, they, they got great production off the bench. Like, shout out Josh Green. I don't know where yeah, he has found that guy, yeah. but, man, he had a great game tonight off the bench. I think he had, like, 18 points or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. Look, the Bulls, it's going to be tough to win on the road against a quality opponent like Dallas who's been playing well of late when mm -hmm. two of your key three, two of your big three, Zach mm -hmm. and Vooch, 
combined mm-hmm. to go 13 of 38 tonight. Look, I, I mean, you're not going to win many games with two of your top three guys shooting that poorly. Look, I, I'm not worried about Zach. Zach is allowed to have an off night every once in a while, and certainly tonight would classify. He was 7 of 21. Yeah. Um, and, and Vooch, this is just sort of like the familiar early season struggles, Vooch, that we were hoping was gone as he had started yeah. to string together some quality games. Vooch just did not look comfortable tonight. Uh, you know, out, outside of that one little sequence where he got that feed, you know, right inside for an easy two and then followed that with a pick and pop three. Um, he like a lot of his mid range stuff tonight, like wasn't just misses. They were like bricks that hit the side of the backboard next to the rim. It was just, you know, for even those of us, Big Dave, who have been defending Booch this season, mm-hmm. despite mm-hmm. his struggles tonight was a bad Booch night. Uh, it was the worst shooting game I saw him have all season. Um, and again, just for that reason that you just said, it wasn't the fact that he missed the shots. I don't care that you missed shots. You're not perfect. Everybody's going to miss a shot. It was the way he was missing the shots. I mean, he was hitting the side of the building at American Ooh. Airlines Center, Ooh. man. You know, he was hitting where the Dirk statue was going to be put at. Like, he was just broke, man. Like, and that's what was troubling to me. It was just the way he was missing. And they were wide open looks. You know, it wasn't like, you know, he had to, you know, make a move to do it. It was wide open looks, but he just did not have it tonight. Um, He was brick. And like I say all the time, his offense, uh, his defense is definitely predicated on his offense. So when you see his offense struggling like that, you're going to see him get cooked on the defensive end. And you saw that. You know what I mean? That's why they dragged him out, took him out of the paint, dragged him out um, into no man's land for a big man, which is at the top of the key, guarding somebody like Luka Doncic or guarding uh, someone on a pick and roll like Maxi Kleba and having to try to close out on him when he's on fire. So, yeah, his defense suffered and his offense definitely suffered. And like I, I know that a lot of Bulls fans on Twitter tonight were really picking at Vooch um because of, of this drop coverage, you know, that we saw the Bulls run pretty much all night when it came to the pick and roll. And uh, you know, our, our guy Kendall, like I, I think um our, our our former uh boss at, at Bulls Outsiders, Kevin Anderson, had a tweet about it. Nobody in the world hates drop coverage more than Kendall Gill. So he must have been going off on it on post game. I didn't see it, I just saw the I didn't see opening it, yeah. minutes post game, but look. There are basically two options. There's two schools of thought. You run drop coverage or do you blitz the pick and roll? Because guess what? Back when this Bulls team was losing three times as many games as they won, and the Mm -hmm. one thing that their former coach, who we forget existed, was Mm -hmm. trying to stand on was look how many turnovers we create with this blitz defense, with this attacking and trapping, right? As as soon as the guy crossed half court, we're blitzing, we're trapping that pick. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 was a gimmick. It was just shtick that didn't work. And any point guard or any ball handler capable of passing out of those, you know, uh, blitzing and, and trapping schemes is yeah. going to pick your defense apart. Yeah. We we saw that. We went through that. So look, does Vooch get exposed at times for being a big who is not capable in those pick and roll scenarios? Mm-hmm. If Billy Donovan's going with the drop scheme, yeah. Did Vooch also get brought out on bad mismatches away from the paint tonight? Yeah, it's going to happen. You got to roll with the punches and and take the bad with the good. Because you know what I don't want? I don't want the Bulls blitzing every goddamn time their opponent brings the ball across half court. Yeah, that's a great point, Matt. And I think also their school of thought was, okay, if you're going to run this pick and roll, then the person who's going to be shooting the ball is going to be Maxi Kleber. 
Okay, mm-hmm. we can. We're gonna live with that. If Max Most nights you live with that. You're gonna live with that. Max and Cleaver is gonna go six and nine, guys, for the three point line. Ain't nothing. I mean, tip of the cap, Mrs. Cordy Stone. That's all you can do. That's really all you can do when he's going that well, because that's not something that happens all the time. Even um, uh, Mavericks fanatic, uh, our guy John Sabine, he says the same thing. Like it's it's not the norm for Maxi Cleaver to go out there and be that hot. So if he's going to be that hot shooting the basketball from three. It's really just going to make Vooch look even worse and really going to have Bulls fans up in arms about that drop cup sequence. But again, man, I feel like we have I feel like we have to be like a fire blanket sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Bulls fans, man. Because I'm like, wait a minute. Did we just win nine in a row? Like, 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 did we just come off of that? You know, DeMar DeRozan player of the week. Remember that, guys? Wasn't that cool? You know, are the Bulls top of the East? You know, chill. You know what I mean? It was a it was a loss. They still are, by the way, at the time yeah, still, after this loss. Still there. You know, it was a loss and 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 one that, again, I appreciate because we knew the Bulls can get exposed because of the size. Now mm-hmm. we know where they can get exposed because of the scheme. Right. And before we saw it, Matt, was the Miami Heat was the first time I really saw it, uh, was that zone that they were running. Because mm-hmm. when I saw them running that zone against them, I was like, okay, yeah, all right, cool. They showed it to us early, how to beat the Chicago Bulls with that kind of look. Cool, we can put that in the arsenal. Now they've shown you another way that that they have to take care of and they, they've got to uh, figure out and deal with. But I like what you said. Like, dude, that's just something that kind of going to come with the territory right there because yeah. if they're going to be running that, that's what it's going to be because you're right. You can't blitz everybody every time, man. This ain't Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn out there. It's not going to work that way. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I'm yeah. with you on that. I'm with you on that. Um, all right, I uh, I want to touch a little bit on the game from Derek Jones Jr. tonight. I thought he had mm. some solid minutes, uh, and I'm sure my guy Big Dave here wants to have a little thought or two on Kobe White. So we will get to that in just a minute. But first, Big Dave, tell the people about the delicious Bill Bars, would you please? Oh, let me soothe everybody so real quick and talk about that thing that we call Built Bar. Now, I know what you're looking for. You want something delicious, but also you want something healthy. You want something that feels good for your soul and feels good for your stomach. Well, Built Bar is what it is. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. That is compared to a candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs, guys. All right. No, no, no. You get you the built bar because all of that that I just said is that comes with a built bar. It's all covered in 100% real charcoal a lot. And then they come out the flavors. You got the coconut almond. You got the peanut butter brownie. You got the raspberry. You got the cookies and cream, the salted caramel, the mint brownie. And you also have flavors of the month. Matt Peck, can you please tell them the flavor of the month this month for built bar, sir? Y'all, if y'all haven't tried that lemon-dipped cheesecake yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. Lemon-dipped cheesecake. Get after it. man. Get on that. Then this is how you get on it. You go to Built.com. And let me give you this promo code, LOCKED15. Use that. Get yourself 15% off your order. That is LOCKED15. Get yourself 15% off the order at Built.com. Built Bar. Eat something good. Moving along here, Sunday night, breaking down the Bulls' loss to the Mavs was edged their win uh, win streak at nine. Look, so Derek Jones Jr. has been in the starting lineup for a while now, Big Dave, um, with mm-hmm. Javante Green out with an injury. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Javante mm-hmm. comes back sooner than later, as well as yeah. Alex Caruso. This is still a shorthanded Bulls team that Billy Donovan's coaching right now. Um, and I saw somebody in our comments on YouTube said, you know, really missing Javante and, and Caruso recently. Billy Donovan has talked about it, even – 
at the tail end of this winning streak when the Bulls were finding ways to win. And like, what was the final against Washington? 130 to 122? They had been winning in spite of the fact that their defense has been slipping recently. And you certainly missed that. But Derek Jones Jr., I think, has done a solid enough job in that starting lineup where you got plenty of scoring options. You're not relying on Derek Jones Jr. to score. You need him to do the little things. And outside of going one of four from behind the three-point line tonight, I don't think I need to see Derek Jones Jr. chucking up four threes a game. But part of that, I think, is that Zach and DeMar both saw a heavy dose of double teams tonight, and they were trying to pass out of them. And so it ended up with Derek Jones getting open looks from behind the three-point line. If you got an open look, take it. Okay, fine. But really, it was the work that he did on the glass tonight. It was the work he did, you know, fighting through screens, uh, covering. Um, you know, like I, I saw him help defense across the court several times. He had some solid closeouts tonight. He was mm-hmm. diving on the floor for loose balls tonight. Eight, uh, uh, eight boards. Yeah, eight boards, mm-hmm. nine points, uh, a steal. He's he's a starter who, like, you know, plays his role dutifully and then at some point who knows if Javante comes back does he start again does you know Derek Jones Jr. go back to playing some small ball back up five minutes because Tony Bradley's been back in the rotation regularly what did you think about the game you saw from DJJ tonight Dave I mean I liked it um I think you hit everything on the head right there and also with those eight rebounds three of them were offensive uh Mm -hmm. and he was he did a great job of that those those rebounds he got on the offensive ball I thought was super impressive just because, you know, again, everybody inside is going to be a little taller and a little bigger than him. So the fact he's getting inside, getting those with those putbacks because he's using his athleticism because he jumps so high that you forget that he's 6'5". You're like, man, who's this 6'9", 6'10 dude out there? Like, no, that's just Derrick Jones Jr. being in airplane mode. I can't like, and you like that. Um, Yeah, he's. I like the fact that the Bulls just have a lot of players they can plug and go, you know, and mm-hmm. Derrick Jones Jr. kind of fits that mode, especially at that four. You know, he fits that mold. He, they lose some at the three, he'll he'll plug there. They lose some at the five, they can run small ball with them there. He's definitely a plug and play guy. I personally, Matt, I'd like it, I'd like to start in line up more with Javante Green. I, it gives me a little more something on the dif, on the defensive end, and it gives me a little more something uh energy-wise that I like from Javante Green. He's an mm-hmm. irritant, <laughs> and I and I like irritants, you know what I'm saying, on this team like that. And and he jumped, you know, he. Well, yeah, you know I'm say I'm, I'm I miss his dunks from the free throw line, but <laughs> not only the free throw line, but anywhere like around that area, yeah. anywhere around that. Yeah, it's it's all him. Too ex- the extreme bounce is definitely true that he has. But Derrick Jones Jr. I'm not taking anything away from him, man. Uh, he's filled in really admirably, and he, you you forget that Javante's not there. Like you, they have so many players, Matt, that they fill a role where you're like. Oh man, I forgot so and so is out. You know, like you're like, oh yeah, he's out for a while until you get to a game where you get exposed. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like this one. And you're like, oh man, when's and you, you immediately start saying, What's Caruso? You know, is he all right? How's COVID treating him? You know what I mean? Is he okay? Javante, how's he feeling? You know, that's the only time you start thinking about it. The fact we haven't thought about it in nine games is <laughs> it's an awesome thing. You know what I'm saying? So, but Derrick Jones Jr., man. What a, what a luxury to have this guy on the team. And, and he's been everything as advertised. Remember we talked about it in the offseason, Matt, how it was one of AK's guys, it was one of the guys he had his eye on, uh, even mm-hmm. when he was in Denver. And so he we see why now. <laughs> like he, he has been awesome for the Bulls. Um, all right, let's, let's talk about Kobe for a minute. Uh, Kobe has been playing really well of late, uh, yeah. had a big hand in the Bulls winning some of those games in that winning streak. He seems to have found some comfortability in his role. 
he has seemed to find some confidence and level of calm on the mm-hmm. offensive end, decision-making wise. We see him take shots off the ball and knock them down. We see him getting to the paint and getting to the rim when he's the one doing the ball handling in those, you know, staggered minutes uh, where, where Zach and or DeMar, you know, whoever's off the floor and he gets some point guard opportunities. We saw some more of that tonight. He, he, oh my God, that, that little mid-range floater that he has like nearly <laughs> perfected at this point is beautiful to mm-hmm. watch as I'm sure you, you will talk about in a minute. We also see him increasing that effort and, and uh, intelligence on the defensive end. If there's one thing that I was disappointed with from Kobe tonight, it's that it seemed like he was gearing up for another big night with Mm -hmm. his play in the first half. And then in the second half, when the Bulls were trying to close this gap and and make a comeback and get back in this game, Zach having a tough night, DeMar getting double teamed a lot, that's when you needed Kobe to show up. And he was kind of a ghost in the second half, Dave. Yeah, I agree with that. Um I don't know what to attribute that to, whether whether it was uh, the minutes that I or the time I felt he should have been in the game that he wasn't in the game, uh, or what I don't know what to attribute, or just was it attributed to uh, just Dallas playing you know really good defense, you know what I'm saying, and being solid in the defense. But no, but Kobe White, Matt, has been completely awesome uh, for the Bulls these past uh, few games, and he's on both ends, and that's what I keep trying to stress, like on both ends of the floor. He hasn't been a liability. I remember we used to talk about the liability of what he was, mm-hmm. uh, which was defense. It was like, okay, he can score you, but on the defensive end, you know, he, he's going to get cooked. You're going to need some help for him. We don't know if he can be a point guard. We doesn't seem like he could be any of those things. He plays so controlled now, you know, like you watch him thinking out there. And that's stuff I look at what point guards do. I watch point guards think on the floor. You watch Kobe starting to think on the floor. And the best way I could – describe it is it's like controlled chaos you know what i mean because it's still explosive you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's still like ah you like that but it's more controlled with his chaos like there's no pulling down pull, coming in going one on four <laughs> with people like we saw a lot of previously now he's pulling things back out you know now he's setting up the offense now he's running baseline to baseline you know what i'm saying on on, on the uh, offensive end because he's trying to uh tire out his opponent and trying to get a pick set so he can come back around top and get that shot off. You watch Kobe White on the offensive end moving without the ball. It's really nice to watch. But watching him on the defensive end, oh, man. <laughs> like, it's like, dude, his help defense is where mm-hmm. it's really shined through. Mm-hmm. His help defense for me is what has really been impressive. You saw what he did on Luka early in that first half with that yeah. help defense that he was putting on him. It's really, really great to see because he's using the fact that he's six, that, you know, six four, six five. And again, you know, Matt, I love people who realize they're tall and he's realizing that he's a tall guard and he's utilizing that um, within his defense. He's moving his feet. His footwork has got so much better. He's using that uh, uh, that jab, you know, that dive that Kendall Gill talks about all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Ah, Get out there like that. He's he's using that role. Again, I credit Mo Cheeks, Chris Fleming, Billy Donovan with all of this stuff. But the scoring is just what Kobe White does. And that changed. in that first half, he changed the game in the first half when he came in, Matt, because right. the starting lineup wasn't at their best. When Kobe White and Ayo came in, they kind of changed the complexion of those things because Kobe White was scoring and Ayo was playing that defense, and it kind of changed the complexion of that game. That's why the Bulls went up to that nice little run that they had uh, in that first uh, half. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, shout out to Kobe White. Hopefully um, we can find a way to, that he can continue it 
uh, in the second half because we know how good he is in the fourth quarter. So hopefully we can find a way to continue that in the next game. Okay. Uh, we have a little bit more to get to tonight before we wrap up. Uh, I wanted to have a thought or two on IO as well. Uh, and then we'll get some comments uh, in those YouTube live folks hanging out with us. But first, today's episode brought to you by Bet Online, who would like to wish you a happy new betting year as Aww. we continue our march to the pro football playoffs and beyond. Bet, Bet Online remains the number one spot for all sports, bet sports betting action in 2022 it's a new year and there's a new updated desktop and mobile website so sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just remember to use promo code locked on at sign up for that 50 percent welcome bonus and get started from football basketball hockey boxing ufc even your favorite vegas casino games don't mm. wait to take advantage on all the amazing offers available for 2022 we got wild card weekend coming up in pro football Tons of NBA games for you. We got college hoops. Big Dave, I took a bath tonight because the Bulls didn't cover. I thought they would. My parlay didn't hit for Bulls mass, but you know what? I'm going right back to the well, baby, because that's what you do. You get back on the horse. So I will be back on that horse for Bulls Pistons okay. on Tuesday. Bet online, yes, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, it's where the game starts. And don't forget that promo code locked on at sign up all right big dave uh io Desumu, 23 minutes off the bench tonight kind of a ho-hum game for him six yeah. points a couple of dimes one rebound but the thing that i think recently that has been so exciting to watch for io not just those moments where he will make big plays on the offensive end even in big moments in a game and, and show that fearlessness but it seems like he is improving rapidly on the defensive end billy donovan spoke about it recently in one of his recent press conferences that like he is surprised by how quickly io is picking up a lot of stuff when it comes to nba defensive assignments demar Derozan recently was talking about how io just never leaves the man alone asking him questions all the time about how to play in the nba how to do this how to do that he's 21 years old and Billy Donovan, his head coach, is talking about a rookie who he is saying, I'm giving you more defensive responsibility tonight and the next night and the next night after that. And look, the Mavs outplayed the Bulls defensively tonight. The Mavs offense, they had a very efficient night. They had a very productive night. But even on a night like that, you saw certain moments individually, whether it was fighting through a screen, whether it was communicating and, and you know executing the, the proper switches, or just his lockdown one-on-one defense. Io's defense is legit, man, and it's really yeah. awesome to see that from a second-round draft pick rookie. Luca hates Io. Oh my god, he, <laughs> he was getting him. under Luca's skin tonight, oh my man. Gosh, man, what just amazing irritation that young man is. Luca really pointed it out for me. Uh, his defense, I knew it was good, you know, but he was guarding Luca Doncic. This Luca, all right. This ain't this dude ain't no joke, all right, at all. He's bigger than him. He can shoot, you know, he can do everything. And then he was giving him the business. Luca shot eight of 23. Like, you know what I mean? And I credit a lot of that with the Bulls defense, but I credit a lot of that with Io. Io was just all in his jerk. You saw him complaining, you saw him trying to get his flop in. You know, he was trying to do all that, you know, resorting to those kind of tactics, uh, because Io was playing really excellent defense against him, man. So 
hats off uh, to Ayo and what he did uh, against them defensively. He just continues to grow, Matt, in front of our eyes. You know, he just continues to grow and get better. And you just forget. I mean, it's the only compliment I can – the highest compliment I think I can give him is I just – I forget you're a rookie. Every time I see you, right. like, it doesn't cross my mind that this is your first year in the NBA. When I think of that, it, I think of it more so in shock. You know, like, dude, it's your first year in the NBA? <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, I think of it more like that, you know, more so than the latter. You know, like, uh, well, you know, it's your first year in the NBA kind of thing. So it's so impressive watching him get out there and play that kind of defense. And his baseline three-point shot, man, it's it's kind of automatic. Right. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. three-point. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's, it looks so smooth going in, man. And every, have you ever seen I, – I have a picture – of him right before he's shooting that shot, just of his shooting form. And I'm like, how? Right? It's little funky. Bro, his hand is on top of the ball. Like, like this. Like his hand yeah. on top of the ball. And I'm like, wait, how is that? Wait, how is, is that the shot or the rebound? Like, I was, I was like, it's this confusing. He's, but it goes in. He's got to talk to his uh, his teammate and pal Lonzo about rearranging your shot form and, and hey, at man. the NBA level. <laughs> but hey, yeah, if it goes in, it goes see, and that's when the greats like you know Bill Cartwright, Joe Kim Noah gonna come to him like, keep doing your thing, young man. Keep shooting right. how you want to shoot it, as long as it's going in. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, right. it's it's been money from that baseline, and it's like you said, man, his defense has just been superb. Um, let's check in with those of you hanging out with us on YouTube. Uh, hey, yo. Byron Sullivan saying, "I was my guy. I really liked his defense on Luca. He was actually doing a better job on Luca than Lonzo for certain stretches." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I don't think it's you know out of uh you know reason to say that. Let's let's check in with the uh, sky is falling portion of the fan base, shall we? Kyle Williams <laughs> on YouTube says that game was embarrassing, painful <laughs> to watch. Almost no effort on either side of the ball from most of the Bulls. And at a point, it felt like the rest were constantly calling fouls for Dallas and none for us. Uh, hey, Kyle, check the stat line. Uh, the, the Mavs shot nine free throws tonight. Nine. You know, I, I'll, I'll nine. say this. <laughs> nine, nine, nine. nine I, I'll, I'll say this uh, to his point. And this is why I credit Billy Donovan also. When Zach, it was about two minutes left in the game. Zach Levine went up. He got fouled like he had been getting all night long <laughs> and it wasn't being called. How many times I got to tell y'all he is not going to get them calls on the body. He's going to have to get them when he's going from the top of the key and they're reaching in. That's when they're going to get those calls. He is not going to get them on the body. I don't know why. Don't add. I have no reason why, but they are clearly just not giving those to him. I don't know why, but he went in, Matt. He got body. He got fouled, fell to the ground, and he kind of stayed there for a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and then he got up. And he was the last one up the floor. And they had time to set up. And they, I think he came out and he was guarding Bullock. And he looked over to the ref and he's still, you know, complaining. And, you know, with he, they, they ran the play and they got it over to Reggie Bullock, who was his man. And Bullock hit the three. And then Billy Donovan called the timeout and said, okay, game's over. <laughs> Everybody else come sit down. We're done. Wrap that up. And I credit him because I promise you when that play happened, I said in my head, all the game's over. Like that's, that's a move where you you're done. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're finished. There's no other reason for you to be out there anymore. All right. Because Zach shows you when he's the last dude up the court, we we're done. All right. coach. credit Billy Donovan for saying, dude, y'all just come sit here. We're going to go over some film. You know know what? It, it, it's a loss. Take the loss. You know, you played a good team that had, Come in playing well on the road. A nine-game winning streak. 
Okay, cool. Start a new winning streak. You know, it's a bad night. Bad nights happen. Again, Zach and Vooch combined 13 of 38. You're going to win that game when you got Maxi Kleba having a career night? You know, Luca having 2014 and 14? No. Shout out to Robert Navales on YouTube who said some people are acting like we got eliminated from the playoffs tonight with this one loss. Still first in the East. Don't worry, guys. Thank you. Thank you for providing that other side of the Bulls fan base's thought process tonight. Like I saw, so I, I tweeted at some point, like I think it was third quarter, early fourth quarter, like, man, like the Mavs are double teaming DeMar every time he crosses half court with the ball, which is what was happening. And True. somebody replied with, man, Bulls just got so exposed. Like they're toast in the playoffs because of the team's going to watch film on this game. And I was like, from, from this one game, this one game, the Bulls are toast in a best of seven series now because of this one loss to Dallas, who played right. well. And we had two of our big three have bad nights. Yeah, sure. Cool. God, God yeah. love you, Bulls Nation. <laughs> I'm going to need people to understand that. Like, like Matt keeps saying, like two of your big three had bad nights. That's a rarity. Zach is not going to go seven to 21 all the time. That's just not happening, man. You know, Vooch had a bad night. You know what I mean? Like these, these are two of your top three guys. And they had bad nights. Okay, good. They had a bad night. I don't think that's going to be the norm, especially for Zach Levine. You know what I'm saying? That's going to continue on. So, yeah, guys, I understand the frustration. You lost. You took an L. But, damn, nine games in a row? Shee. Right, right. <laughs> nine, bro? And, and, look, and I think, like, the point that Bulls fans need to remind themselves of is in that nine-game winning streak, they also had games like tonight where they didn't play all that well. True. Somebody had an off night or as a team, their defense was like, and they found ways to win anyway. In spite That's of how you stack up W's in the regular season and put yourself in the best possible position for a playoff run. But guess yeah. what? You're not going to win every game, especially if you have a night like tonight where your opponent plays well and you got some guys having off nights. But it's okay because these L's, are way fewer and more far between than they were in recent years when when the Bulls didn't play to the height of their capability, it was an L yeah. because yeah. that was the gap in talent. Now the Bulls can get away with winning games when they don't play their best, and that's why they just had a nine-game winning streak. Yeah, It's going to happen. You're not – what did you think the Bulls were going to go, 72 and 10? Yeah. Come on. And that happened one all... time. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and think of it also on the Dallas side. Uh, Dallas did what Matt just said. You know, they didn't play their best game, especially their best player. He didn't have his best game. You know what I'm saying? Eight of 23 shooting. He was he was kind of off. You know what I'm saying? But they found that way to win because Maxi Kleber lost his mind. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that is not their norm out there. Maxi Kleber's not going to – Dorian Finney-Smith hitting four threes. Yeah, I can mm -hmm. see that. That's going to be a thing. And I saw Darius Finney-Smith talking crazy to the Bulls bench, too, after he hit that three-pointer. I had to watch that a couple times. I, I, I kept rewinding that back. Like, is he talking crazy? Okay, all right. right. All right, put that in the middle of Rolodex. All right, cool, what, my man. What's worse? what's worse, Dorian Finney-Smith talking shit to your team or Reggie Bullock talking <laughs> shit to your team? Because Bullock knocked down a big three when the Mavs were running away in the fourth and jawed, and I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> really? Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock. <laughs> Probably former Nick, Reggie Bullock. <laughs> that, that probably is the worst one. You're doing it like that. But I don't mind. Yeah, they won. You know, and that lets you know where the Bulls are too, guys. That lets you know where the team is. 
when teams are talking that crazy to you after they're beating you, that means that win means something because your team is good. They're the talk of the NBA right now. How awesome is that to say, by the way? The Bulls are the talk of the NBA right mm-hmm. now. So when certain teams go up against them and you beating them like that, yeah, you're going to talk a little bit. It's going to feel like that. Yeah, that's right. We're going mm-hmm. to continue on our winning streak. That's mm-hmm. how it is. That's how it should be. It ain't been like that in a while. Usually it was guys doing that because, you know, it was setting records on us. Shout out to Click Thompson coming back. Oh, but usually it was like that. But it's not like that anymore. Now it means something to beat this team, man. And, oh, it's been a long time since we've been that team. <laughs> Uh, you know, the Bulls are starting to finally turn some heads. Uh, Stacey King was just on Zach Lowe's, you know, podcast, yeah, Low yeah. Post. Um, I, I, you know what? You know what I'm blaming this loss on? The NBA on ESPN Twitter account yesterday, or, okay. or maybe Friday night after they beat Washington, said, you know, it was like a, a screenshot of the Eastern Conference standings and a picture of like Zach and, and Lonzo and DeMar celebrating and it's, you know, like the Bulls are looking scary atop the Eastern Conference. And so, of course, we lose our next game of course. because it's like, oh, oh, now y'all now y'all scared. Now y'all paying attention. <laughs> now you finally giving this team a little bit of credit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and of course, they jinxed us. Thanks, ESPN. And then they moved us. You know what I'm saying? They they put us in the primetime slot for back to back games. Which is awesome. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, they're going to be looking at us now. Speaking of which, the Bulls trying to hold on to that top seed. They face the Brooklyn Nets on Wednesday. Uh, They are a game and a half above Brooklyn as it sits tonight after that loss. But before that, they got to beat the Pistons on Tuesday, the first night of that back-to-back. Pistons, great opportunity for a get-right game. You know, fix yourselves, rebuild your confidence, start a new winning streak, and then obviously – Prime time, second of the ESPN doubleheader on Wednesday night, Bulls Nets. Whoo! I mean, you know, let's let's Kyrie. Let's not let's let's not look too far ahead. Let's let's take care of the Pistons. All right, all right, and then we'll all get geared up. The Bulls, as of right now, two and zero against the Brooklyn Nets so far this season. Mm. but the Pistons first mm. let's let's not trap game ourselves against the Pistons. Great point. so the Bulls Great are point. off tomorrow they'll regroup and then they will play Brooklyn on Wednesday Pistons on Tuesday that's it for tonight thanks y'all for hanging out with us on YouTube live as always we appreciate you if you like this episode hit that like button if you aren't subscribed to us on YouTube yet go ahead and subscribe as well to Locked on Bulls channel and you can find us wherever you find your podcasts as well as hitting us up on that text voicemail line, 331-979-1369. I'm at Bulls underscore Peck on Twitter. Big Dave is at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. We are at Locked on Bulls. For Big Dave, I'm Matt. Until next time, new winning streak starts Tuesday. See Red, be good, Bulls fans. Peace out.